आज भी हम पूरे भारत को सिंगल यूज प्लास्टिक से मुक्त करने के लिए एक बड़ा अभियान चला रहे हैं Did you notice that plastic straws are back? Our cold coffees and juices have it. The naril pani vendors have it. And of course the juice boxes too. I feel uh, revoking the ban is a bad idea. People might just go back to their old habits. People throw these single use plastic items anywhere they find the space. Organizations should take steps not just to relax the use but eliminate the use of single use plastic. We currently are looking towards the quick fixes, but not actually considering the the ill effects of this particular uh, step. Until November, they were banned, but no longer. So, what prompted a U-turn? Well, four years after Maharashtra had banned single-use plastic, this month the ban got relaxed. Not that I remember a stringent ban in place since 2018. because single use plastic was always available until july when india banned it india has decided to ban all single use plastic items from the 1st of july environmentalists in the country are welcoming the move but the businesses and consumers may find it difficult to comply with the new rules but what is intriguing is that how despite a national ban single use plastic keeps finding its way back into our lives Why did the Maharashtra government relax the ban after 4 years? Are our environmental laws stringent enough to deter sellers and users? Can the economic benefit of using plastic be greater than the environmental benefits of shunning it? In today's episode we seek answers to these questions and more with Lalit Gandhi, President Maharashtra Chamber of Commerce, Industry and Agriculture, Nadia Sarguro, Principal Associate, MZM Legal. and Dr Sunil Pandey Director Environment and Waste Management Division the Energy and Resource Institute or TERI It's Tuesday 20th December I'm Kalpana Patak from the Economic Times and you are listening to Ban versus Pause the plastic dilemma on the morning brief First synthetic plastic was created 153 years ago to replace ivory. But actually it was the second world war which established the plastic industry. And within 20 years of the industry getting established, plastic began making its way to the oceans. Today we are in a situation where 80% of all marine debris is nothing but plastic. So when Maharashtra lifted the single use plastic ban this month, the decision obviously did not go down well. I asked Lalit Gandhi why did his organization want the ban lifted Maharashtra Chamber of Commerce Industry and Agriculture is a apex organization of the Maharashtra state we are representing 30 lakh industrial units and 7 lakh trade units and 80% you can say is the MSME sector area we never intend to remove the ban of single use plastic we just want to clarify the mistake made by the state government authorities while implementing this provision in the Maharashtra state they added non woven bags in the single use plastic ban order non woven is a textile textile segment that is not covered in the plastic first of all and that is not a single use you can use non woven bags more than 50 times and another thing is the paper products 
paper cups, paper plates and their things covered in the single-use ban order in the state of the Maharashtra, which is not originally intended by the central government's order. We are focusing to get these two segments out of this ban and that is what we are emphasizing to rectify this order of the state government. We did a district-wise survey. More than 6 lakh people are involved in manufacturing paper cup, paper bag and non-woven bags. More than 50% are the women in that segment who are doing that through the self-help groups. All these facts we put before the expert committee and then they agreed to remove these two segments from that single-use plastic bag. Mr. Gandhi, Maharashtra had banned single-use plastics in 2018. Yeah. Why did you reach out to the state government now? We focus again because the single-use plastic was a nationwide claim order in July 22, but we are in follow-up with the government since 2018. We took a stay to implement that order for four years. We clearly mentioned government that you definitely should ban the smaller thickness bags, but you should not ban all bags. And the production of 20 micron, 30 micron, even 10 micron bags are still on in some neighboring states and even in Maharashtra also. We are not controlling them properly. Till now, as of now, uh, 100 of uh, tons goods coming, which is not allowed anywhere in India. The government should focus on controlling that production at this production stage. So when this ban was relaxed, Mr. Gandhi, you had given statements in the media that this has impacted the livelihoods of a lot of people. Yes, 6 lakh people are involved in the manufacturing of non-woven and mostly in paper cup and paper products. Where they can start this business by uh, investing just 1 or 2 lakh rupees. They are taking this money from the financial institutes, banks, or some other institutes. So many uh, youths who cannot get a job or cannot get a opportunity to establish in a big in industry or some trading, they are going to manufacturing for paper cup and these paper items. And they can uh, earn 25,000 or 50,000 per month. They can run their livelihood properly. They obtain the finances from the banks and almost 3,000 crore rupees of banks finance for this segment in Rashtra alone. Almost 10% of these manufacturers sold their machineries in scrap value after the July 2022 ban. Because they have no option to run that machines or produce their products and give the fines and penalties to local municipal authorities. So almost in the 6 lakh people, 4 lakh are women manufacturing this paper cup and paper products and paper plates particularly. All these have got relief from the exemption of these two items from this single-use plastic ban. Plastic, plastic everywhere. Does anyone have a thought to spare? According to a 2019 study by the University of Newcastle, Australia, globally we are ingesting an average of 5 grams of plastic every week. That's equal to a credit card. This obviously comes from microplastics through food, drinking water and even the air. So why is plastic so harmful? Dr. Pandey from Terry has the answers. Dr. Pandey, we all know and agree that plastic, even single-use plastic, is useful. So why has it become the villain? And especially when single-use plastic is less than 3% of the total plastic waste generated in India. See, the issue with single-use plastics are that they are low-value plastics. And when they're discarded, uh, they're not collected by uh, waste collectors or waste pickers. And hence, not sent for recycling. And uh, if they go to water bodies which are leading to coastal waters in the countries, they become part of uh, marine litter. 
And if you look at uh, studies and research which has been done, 90% of the marine litter, which is contributed by land-based garbage, is actually plastics. And most of this is single-use plastics. So that is why single-use plastics has, have suddenly become a focus and issue of concern. Maharashtra has relaxed its ban on single-use plastic. How do you see that and do you see other states following suit? Maharashtra's ban, I was discussing this with uh, some of the manufacturers and producers of single-use plastic items in the state. And most of them are in MSME sector. So when you phase out something and if there are no alternatives, people tend to fall back on these uh, banned items and phased out items because of the convenience which they provide for usage. For example, packing or bags, if you see uh, the convenience which they provide to customer. If there are no alternatives or no viable alternatives, then the ban becomes ineffective in uh, light of ineffective monitoring. If you look at the relaxation which Maharashtra government has recently given, is uh, more about allowing uh, single-use plastic items which are made of compostable plastics. That has been done because, I mean, uh, even if they are littered or if they are collected, they can be degraded and mineralized into products which are not harmful. But ultimately, alternatives which are coming into market, they need to be easily available. My understanding would be that the industries which are manufacturing these single-use plastics, they are kind of uh, hand-hold either by government or by large users of packaging or both, to basically switch over to these alternatives. Because you suddenly can't close down these industries saying that uh, your items are phased out, so better close and uh, move to some other business. Especially looking at composting alternatives, if they can, using same plant and machinery, if they can manufacture these compostable plastic items. So do you think India jumped the gun in banning single-use plastic? Given we do not have alternatives, could we have delayed the ban? No, I mean, announcing the ban is fine, but parallelly one also needs to work at the enabling conditions. And I mean, probably enabling research and enabling work should have been started a little earlier than the proposed ban, maybe two years. And uh, though, I mean, there was constant discussion with the MSME sector that this is going to happen and they'll have to look for alternatives to get into alternative manufacturing. But, I mean, somehow there was a feeling that ultimately this would be postponed uh, when the date uh, of, for the ban comes, and which has not happened. But, I mean, certainly industry is not prepared to shift fully to uh, alternative product manufacturing. So when we talk of alternatives, we largely tend to favor paper. But paper, again, is expensive and has an environmental impact. Do we have other alternatives? Historically, if you see why single-use plastic materials became important, and became convenient to use because we wanted to move away from paper-based uh, materials. Because we knew that we don't have enough trees to basically process them into pulp and paper. And if you use paper hugely, then there'll be impact on the deforestation and tree cutting and making more and more paper out of trees. So that is where one needs to take informed decision that how much paper to manufacture these alternatives each country can provide sustainably without impacting the green cover, which is already stressed because of deforestation. Paper will have its own limitation in terms of becoming a sustainable source as an alternative. Dr. Pandey, industry says the ban targets the small players but gives a free hand to multinational corporations. Your comments there? To some extent, uh, that's right also because uh, if you look at EPR, though EPR obligation is mostly on producers and the manufacturers of these plastic items and uh, their responsibility in collection. But very little responsibility actually has been 
spelled out very clearly on the users of packaging material, which are large corporate organizations. And large corporate organizations probably will have to handhold their uh, supply chain, which was supplying them uh, these uh, single-use plastic items, basically to transition to alternatives. And they have to spend resources in researching on alternatives because they are they are capable of doing that and look at uh, better alternatives and handhold uh, these uh, manufacturers to transition to these. So, Dr. Pandey, we know that Extended Producer Responsibility or EPR is about holding the producers of plastic responsible for their waste management. But has EPR been effective? EPR is now being rolled out. It's in nascent stage in India. So, uh, currently, the focus is more on end of life and um, producers and manufacturers, uh, they have been given targets based on whatever you put in the market. It's your responsibility to collect them back. So as far as collection and uh, recycling is concerned, this is good. But EPR's role is not only looking at end-of-life management of waste products, but also looking at how eventually in longer run, uh, the waste generation itself can be reduced. Or I mean, the packaging designs, which are more uh, environmentally benign and which can be recycled easily, uh, something which we call design for recycling or design for environment, in the sense that the composition of such packaging should be such that they have least impact on environment. That is where large users of these packagings have role to basically see this transition happening. In July, when the ban was imposed, any breach of the ban amounted to violating Environment Protection Act. That's how we saw municipal corporations across the country raiding vendors, seizing plastic bags and collecting fines. But now we know that it's easier to pronounce a ban than implement it. Because single-use plastic always makes a comeback. Lawyer Nadia Sarguro from MZM Legal tells me that India is one of the topmost countries mismanaging plastic and there is little legal recourse. Nadia, I wanted to ask you, does India have stringent laws against environmental violations? Are they followed much and clouded more? India has a host of regulations which actually govern the environment from, uh, you know, your Water Pollution Act to your Air Pollution Act to your Noise Pollution Act. And then there is your Plastic Waste Management Act. Now, one thing which is very common in all of these acts is that the first thing that you do is there are penal provisions. These penal provisions are not criminal sanctions or criminal imprisonments, but they are normal penalties which are levied. So the first thing is that the deterrence effect is taken away if such a heinous and a serious offense to the environment is dealt with only penalties. So your first offense is dealt with penalties. Your second offense is also dealt with penalties. And both these penalties are also compoundable in nature. So what happens is either you accept that you've done an offense and go and admit and probably sit with the officer who has sent you a notice under respective acts and you go and compound the offense or you are liable to pay the full penalty. So that's one part of it. The second part of it, there was a recent regulation, which it was not regulation, it was a suggestion that there has to be decriminalization of offenses. So certain offenses under the Environment Act, under the Water Pollution Act, under the Air Pollution Act also suggested that if there are repeated or recurring offenses, then there has to be criminal imprisonment of the person responsible for it. Now, 
with this suggestion of decriminalizing environmental offenses, the deterrence effect will also go away. And therefore, in my view, that levying penalties in few thousands or in few lakhs for the big players who are in the industrial market today, who are the major manufacturers of plastic, who are the major users of plastic, you know, in that sense, would basically not help because these regulations can be easily flouted. And secondly, if you don't agree with the penalties or with the imprisonment levied on you, you have the whole process of challenging it before the Green Tribunal and then you go to the Supreme Court and that will take ages and ages to actually get the implementation of these provisions for stringent and effective steps to save the environment. So Nadia, uh, you know, East Africa has banned single-use plastic to an extent that import, manufacturing or sale of single-use plastic is prohibited and it invites hefty fine in case someone uses it. What is preventing India from towing such a line? So the fact that the deterrence factor is not there with at least hefty fines, at least when you put hefty fines, you know, there's something that can be done that people will be scared to repeat an offense. Now, East Africa has done it. The reason because... Africa probably wants to go ahead and see that there is sustainable development because they already have a lot of other environmental issues and now they can't go forward and see that, you know, plastic is basically degrading further of their environment. And the reason I feel that India does not want to implement it in a way is because there's a lot of revenue generation from industries which are dependent on plastic. And of course, there is employment generation also, consequently, because these industries who use plastic are completely into either your hotel chains or they are into manufacturing and wrapping of products, which deal with a lot of economic revenue generation for India. So is there middle paths that can be adopted or any policy interventions you think would ensure a successful ban on single-use plastic? while taking care of the environment as well as jobs and revenues? See, the resolution that currently the government has carved out looks like a midway in terms of making the manufacturers responsible for the plastic that has been mismanaged or that has not been recycled. However, there has to be a stringent action plan which the manufacturers of plastic have to give to the government you know, that in the sense that they will be completely responsible or failing which if their mismanaged plastic is found somewhere, then their license should be revoked to manufacture the plastic. You know, something of that sort probably would give them a sense that even though there is a relaxation, there is a heavy liability attached to it. And therefore, they should be very, very careful in terms of treading on this path where uh, they are manufacturing plastic. Deterrence, according to me, is the only midway which can help the environment shed off some plastic or manage it at least properly. Nadia's concerns aren't unfounded. When India banned single-use plastic in July, it joined the League of Top 80 Nations to fight this menace. Today, Canada bans single-use plastics. But merely imposing a ban is not enough. Implementation holds the key. What is stopping the government from going all out to impose the ban? If single-use plastic is not available, it will not find its way to landfills and oceans. 
Maybe the government should learn from the East African nations of Kenya, Rwanda and Tanzania where the import, sale or manufacturing of single-use plastic bags attract a fine of $40,000 for companies and $500 for individuals. For a foolproof ban, these countries have done away with the plastic thickness game too. Of course, as citizens, we have our civic responsibilities. But we clearly have failed in managing our plastic waste. And companies which generate millions of tons of plastic waste through packaging can't nearly recycle a few lakh pet bottles, plant a few hundred trees, and wash their hands of the responsibility of waste management. The World Bank data shows that 2 billion tons of municipal solid waste is being generated annually, with almost a third of it not disposed of well. And partly the blame lies on the companies which do not follow the EPR or Extended Producer Responsibility Policy. They need to be held accountable for collection of waste, forced to think their package designs to make recycling easy and use sustainable material. You were listening to Ban vs. Pause, The Plastic Dilemma on the Morning Brief. And this is Kalpana Pathak signing off. Thank you, Mr. Gandhi, Dr. Pandey and Nadia for your insights. And thank you for listening into this podcast brought to you by Team Economic Times. Show producer, Vinay Joshi. Sound designer, Indranil Bhattacharji. Executive producers, Anupriya Bahadur, Anirban Chaudhary and Abhishek Badman. We hope you like this episode. Do share it on your social media networks. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon and Google Podcasts as well as GeoSavan. Do tune in to ET Play, our latest platform for all audio content, including The Morning Brief. Have a great week ahead. All clips used in the episode are mentioned in the description.